Welcome to the Vibrant Flow podcast. This is where we reclaim our feminine essence and our right to luscious, soft, and vibrant living. If you are ready to release the old paradigms of hustle, perfectionism, being nothing but hard on yourself, and the good girl syndrome, and to step into your feminine power, queenly destiny, and the vibrant flow, you are in the right place. I'm here to support you and to hold you accountable in your sweet, feminine homecoming. Okay, sister, let's jump right in. Hello, gorgeous, and welcome back to the podcast. It's a sunny, beautiful Sunday here in Finland. It's currently the 12th of March. We have a lot of snow, (laughs) and it's below zero degrees, and I love it. But it's not very springy. But, you know, with the light, the sun, it's just lovely. It is so bright because of the snow. I just love it. This is my favorite March weather because it's just not even plausible that we would have flowers springing up from the ground and uh, warmth and all of that. It just never happens. So (laughs) I am pleased with what we have. And I am currently looking at our Christmas tree. Yes. We still have our Christmas tree up because, well, it doesn't really look like spring outside and it could very well, well, minus the sunlight, it could be December. So I've just kept it up and my husband likes it as well. But now I'm thinking, okay, it's the 12th of March. Maybe I should take it down and put it away. It's not a real tree, obviously. It's a fake tree. Um, But yeah, it's been there for almost four months now, (laughs) which is quite a long time to keep it up. But that's how it is. Um, Anyway, this episode was a request, specifically, um, or I realized that I really want to make an episode on this after... um, replying to a question from a listener and this is specifically very spiritual very scripture based um so probably resonates the most with um those of you um, familiar with scripture or having a christian background or just you know interested in these deep spiritual lessons all of you are welcome here My intention with this episode really is to lift your spirit, to speak life over you. And this does not mean that we don't um, delve into challenging concepts, challenging ideas, um, or things that really sort of like latch on to our ego because it feels uncomfortable for a reason. But this is part of the process of rebirth, the process of surrender and all these very deep feminine arts that I find are so much in alignment with what we're called to do and how to how we're called to live in the scripture. If you like this episode, if it speaks to you, please let me know if you have any questions. If you disagree, let me know. 
I am up for the conversation. I'd love to know. And now on Spotify, at least there there's this option of like direct questions so you can write your answer. I would love to hear your feedback. Share this episode or any of my episodes on your stories or on Instagram. Uh, rate and review. Um, subscribe to this podcast. All that good stuff. I appreciate it so much. But we're going to dive into today's episode and, and the topic of... Um, let me just pull it up. Self-care versus the spiritual calling to take up your cross daily and deny yourself. That is found in scripture in Luke, right? So this was a question of like, how do we reconcile taking care of ourselves? And then also this Bible verse uh, that encourages us to and really calls us to uh, take up our cross and deny ourselves. And what does that really mean? And what I believe are the misunderstandings around this. I believe this message is important to anyone grappling with this verse because it is challenging and it's, it is meant to be challenging. It, it, it wasn't something that, you know, sh- he wanted just to sugarcoat things and, and say things and soothe people's egos. That's what, that's not what Jesus was about in any of his words, actions, or deeds. Um, I believe that there are distorted interpretations of this that are, you know, derived from our fear and ego-based thinking. I think also that this is important for anyone dealing with any church hurt or being disappointed with with, um, church community or having participated or or witness the martyr spirit or the martyrdom kind of um, way of living which is very controlling and woe is me and all of this idea that is I believe out of alignment in all of the aspects spiritually and in, in terms of our feminine journey as well we might be thinking about the controlling matriarchal spirit which is that very distinctly feminine, or it's not feminine because it's like false feminine, really, a way of relating to life and ourselves from a very controlling space, from a very controlling place, not space. Anyway, <laughs> um, so what does it look like, the distorted way of relating to this verse? And I'll read the verse right now. Uh, This is Amplified Bible Version. And he was saying to them all, If anyone wishes to follow me as my disciple, he must deny himself, that is, set aside selfish interests, and take up his cross daily, expressing willingness to endure whatever may come, and follow me, believing in me, conforming to my example in living, and if need be, even suffering or perhaps dying because of faith in me. For whoever wishes to save his life in this world will eventually lose it through death. But whoever loses his life in this world for my sake, he is the one who will save it from the consequences of sin and separation from God. I think those are very key words like separation um, and and selfish interests and um, living in the example that he sets for us, which is that example of surrender real true surrender let's dive right in so what does what does it look like to have a distorted view of this 
It looks like vainglorious self-sufficiency, ironically. And this is something that I've witnessed, I've seen in myself because of misinter misinterpretation I've seen around me a lot. It's, um, you, can, you can very easily see how this works. So the self-sufficiency is rooted in this idea that you're actually ego-driven. Um, latching on to this verse is about exalting your way of living and exalting in your whatever is going on, exalting in your um, not enoughness, exalting in I can't do this, I'm not enough, who am I to? And, and I'll clarify this in just a bit. It's also um, something that manifests as a pseudo-martyrdom. Again, this spirit of I'm a martyr, you know, you know what it looks like, especially when a woman is embodying this spirit of martyr, of being a martyr and coming into different situations and especially in relationships. Marriage is something that can destroy a marriage. Is this pseudo-martyr spirit, right? It also looks like a rigid controlling spirit, which is, again, what we've talked about so many times on this podcast for a reason. It derives from fear because if there was no fear at all, there would be no need to control. It looks like a dogmatic religious spirit, again, like religious in, in, in terms of like man-made control. That is always like based on man-made control. It often subtly look, uh, manifests as ego-driven, fear-based behavior and thinking. And by subtly, I don't mean that it's it's not pervasive because it is. It is so pervasive. Something that all of us women, if we want to live a life, the vibrant flow way, if we want to live a beautiful life, this is what we need to let go of. Ego-driven, fear-based behavior and thinking. And hence, it is controlling because, you know, that fear, I need to protect myself, I need to fight, I need to you know, do these things, I need to validate myself through these actions and these accolades and, and whatever it may be. It also can look like the good girl syndrome because, again, the good girl syndrome is based in fear of, for example, making mistakes or displeasing someone or displeasing God. And these ego-driven fears um, are actually, again, exalting your ability to ruin God's plan over your life. And that is very egotistical. But we don't, we don't often think about it in terms of like being egoistic because we think we're being humble. But it's not true humility. It has nothing to do with true humility. Right? Um, so these are just some of the things that the distorted views of this may look like or what, it, what may be the product, the outcome of misunderstanding this Bible verse and the deeper, like the more diverse implications that I believe are in it. So what does it then actually look like to deny yourself? And this is the word that is used in most of the uh, English translations of the Greek, the original Greek, um, to deny. 
um, Amplified Bible, like I said, uh, clarifies this as setting aside selfish interests. And again, I believe this is about setting aside your ego, setting aside your self-sufficiency, right? Uh, a literal trend, literal, what is it? Literal standard version also says that it is about disowning yourself. And what is that if not surrender? Really? Again, we're coming back to these deep feminine lessons. I believe that to deny yourself is to deny your ego. It is to deny your fears, which are based in your ego, that is trying to protect you, that is trying to control, that is not in connection, that is not um, trusting, that is not in that deep flow, that polarity dynamic of being penetrated and filled with the spirit and filled with all things good, right? I believe it is about denying your self-sufficiency and your pride. It is not about denying the good fruit you are cultivating in your life. Because we can't take these verses and, and then contradict them with everything else that's in scripture or what Jesus said. I do believe that this, uh, this uh, verse is still very challenging and it's supposed to be. It's supposed to irrigate and and sort of like rub that ego that is still in us. That is still like trying to control and grab life by its horns and be like, I am on the driver's seat. You are absolutely called to sacrifice your ego. Because it, this is about sacrifice, right? You are called to go through this proverbial spiritual death of the old you so that the new you can emerge. So if we're thinking about these different images of like um, beauty from ashes or a phoenix rising from the ashes, right? There is a death process of the old you along with her fears, her ego-driven actions, her people-pleasing, her controlling and manipulating of circumstances and people, her uh, exalting in her brokenness, her pride and her lack of surrender and her trying to make everything by herself and do everything by herself and that deep lack of trust really. So this is a really, really important thing and so important from a spiritual perspective. And when you just think about your feminine journey in general, I, I bet that there, are men, uh, there have been many ways and many circumstances, many um, aha moments where you realize that the old you is dying away. That the old you, you're really releasing it along with the fears and the limiting beliefs and and the self-exalting self-sufficient belief that you're somehow so special that your life cannot be good or you cannot um, receive your desires or that your desires are there in your heart to to bully you right okay you get what i'm saying here because the again the false sense of humility which is actually very much ego-driven, like I've talk, talked about this in, in previous episodes as well, 
this idea that I am so special that all the things that are working for other people, they're not, they will not work for me. I am so broken and my past is so X, Y, or Z. My parents did this and that and, and I, I just can't. I am stuck. What is that if not exalting in your, like, this self-sufficient, weird paradigm, right? It's not humility, because humility really is found in surrender. It's this rest. It's this, ah, I am not carrying myself anymore. I am being supported. I am secure. I can rest. Yes, the ultimate sacrifice is to lay down one's life for another, which is a really, really deep thing. And this is exactly what Jesus modeled to us. But it always is an action of deep surrender and being guided. It's not about being in a constant loop of guilt tripping or shaming. Because what is the fruit of that? Where do you see the fruit of that? The beautiful, good fruit of that? Okay. A true sacrifice springs forth from radical love, from radical empathy, from radical connection, clear connection and trust. None of these are found in guilt tripping or ego-driven actions or fear-based thinking. Let that land. As you know, I've been you know working on my thesis and there was this... Um, this one article or chapter that uh, academic chapter that I read and it really spoke to me on these very themes, even though my um, my thesis isn't um, directly about this this topic that we're talking about. It just you know slightly incorporates some of these themes because I am <clears throat> excuse me I'm studying um, early seventeenth century text and. Um, specifically poetry of this one man called John Donne. He was an English um, um, academic, really. He had a lot of education. He was a poet, metaphysical poet, and also a priest um, later in his life. And what he says, actually, is that to find omnisufficiency in ourselves is an intrusion, a usurpation of upon God. Um, fancy oldish words, but again, because we're in the early 17th century, um, but this is exactly what I'm saying here. That if we find this omnisufficiency in ourselves, it's we cannot find rest in trust. We cannot really surrender into our feminine nature. I believe that most people are living a life riddled with and controlled by their ego, their pride, and their need to control everything. My wives, you know exactly what I'm talking about here. And also you dating, you know what I'm talking about here. You're trying to control circumstances, people, how you show up, how you're orchestrating all the things so that they go down exactly the way you think they should go down. But this is, 
This is not how we're called to live. And this is not how we experience radical joy. This is not how we, you know, get access to that vibrant flow. Surrender, the greatest feminine art, really, is then what he calls us into. What this scripture is about. It is about releasing the I know best attitude and control. Which, again, it doesn't, is not coming from your your heart is not that that knowing that deep intuitive knowing it's about this i know best i need to control this situation i need to control what you do i need to control my husband because i know best i need to control um how my life is going to go down how my career my my studies everything i have a plan and this is how it's going to go down which is very fear-based because, again, you need to grip and grab everything. Like, oh, and it's very, you know, it creates that tension, that tense being and showing up. So it's releasing this attitude and control, which is exactly what we're doing here while we're learning our feminine nature also. So Jesus has also said that his yoke is easy and his burden his his burden is light. But this is only accessible through surrender. This deep peace is what we experience through surrender. And the process of surrender requires the death of the old you. Like I said, along with your fears and your limiting beliefs and your I'm not enough and I can't and I need to control. Too often, this religious mindset makes us think that it's about denying our body's needs, for example, for nutrition or a movement or self-care, the, you know, the healthy kind uh, or the desires that God has placed in our hearts again he did not place those desires in your heart to bully you. To remind you that you'll never measure up. That's awful. <laughs> no. And again, I'm talking about those authentic desires, not the ones that you've sort of gathered from your surroundings, from your, from your culture and from your parents' expectations or your culture's expectations, society's expectations on you. But these Authentic desires that usually come forth when we surrender, when we practice feminine living, right? So again, um, going back to like the the text that I've been reading for my thesis, there's this um, chapter that I read. Um, he's, uh, this guy's name is Paul Harland. He's an, um, a literary critic or whatever. Uh, student of old text anyway what he says uh, about again the about the guy john don that i've been studying is that the secret exaltation in personal adversity is not really a participation in christ's suffering but a pseudo martyrdom a heightening of the unhealthy experience of self-sufficiency so what he's saying here really is that when we're operating from this ego-driven place, this self-sufficient place, this place of disconnection, 
this place of lack of trust. We're participating in this secret exaltation in our personal adversity, this pseudo martyrdom, like I've said. And it's not a healthy um, manifestation of self love or love in general or surrender or any of the good things for that matter. It's a heightening of the unhealthy experience of self sufficiency. So, really, it's ironic because that means that. What the ego is like, you know, trying to make you believe is then actually the opposite. That you're actually then participating in an unhealthy experience of self sufficiency, which is a really draining place. It's draining, it's exhausting, it's it's this constant guilt tripping, it's this constant disconnection, lack of trust. Um, doubting everything, not ever like really living in the liberation and freedom that comes from surrender. But then he also says that self-love may be a necessary component in loving God and in loving humankind. But what he does, this guy, Paul Harland, <laughs> um, in his treatise is that he separates a degenerate form of self-love from healthy form of self-love because the degenerate form of self-love is ironically uh, this is a quote another name for pride since it exalts personal sin over god's ability to forgive such sin and just in in everyday terms exalting like really like take you know holding on to this idea that you are not enough again that if god can work through someone else he cannot work through you you're somehow so special that god's love isn't enough for you that's a degenerate form of self-love or a manifestation of that ironically holding on to pride again being the opposite of surrender and living the feminine way right and really i've been talking about fear here right and fear there's two kinds of fear again the fear that is egocentric is this neurotic anxiety neurotic anxiety of the egocentric is different from the wholesome humility of fear before the unknown or before the magnificence of our creator. So the true love of self is a love of the whole human being, body and soul acting together in the world. It is the love of Christ in me. This is also from, uh, was a quote from the Harland, um, chapter analyzing these 17th century sermons (laughs) so what am i trying to say with all of this is that if if someone is like dealing with a guilt of taking care of oneself we must understand where that is coming from and this requires again tuning in surrendering 
on your part to see if it is coming from this uh you know um unhealthy because we can take we can take self-care to an unhealthy level it it can become a self-obsession of being obsessed with yourself of of always just thinking about yourself and that again is very much like ego driven because when you're in the surrender when you're in the flow it no longer is about you Like I've talked about this, how showing up for others, this podcast being an example, if it was just about me at this point, it would be exhausting for me. It it would not fill me with joy because I would just be thinking about how I'm not showing up enough, how none of my episodes are perfect, how I did not uh, articulate things perfectly, how I'm, you know constantly thinking about myself right but I'm thinking about how I can serve how I can be a vessel and that takes the the heaviness off of me and it makes this a beautiful um, energizing experience for me and in other areas of your life as well just if you take care of yourself if you go out on a walk you get a massage you all these beautiful things that you take care of your body, you nourish your body. It's this is not what we're we need to deny ourselves. That in our circumstances, it would come from this weird, again, self-sufficient pride, egotistical place of okay, I am not going to nourish myself. I am not going to exercise. I'm not going to take care of my body. I'm not going to take a shower. I am just going to live this hobo life because, I don't know. It's just, if someone is really called to do that, it would again come from that deep connection, that radical love, radical empathy, radical connection and trust. So you, you can always ask yourself, What are you called to do? What is spirit calling you to do? Um, And what is he calling you to let go of and to release? And you'll always realize if you really tune in and ask the question, well, is this coming from my fear? Is this coming from guilt tripping? Is this coming from from this this shame that keeps me stuck and in in bondage to my old past self which is supposed to die away through this process so that you can you so that you can experience the liberation and the joy and the 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 glorious vibrant flow right or is it coming from radical trust radical love radical receptivity radical connection and you you'll have the answer and we also need to have understanding of, of, of context and circumstance in, in the respect that sometimes when we read uh, these, these stories of people who were, who were in, in very tough situations. And like, like you know, there are people who've been, who, who've been killed for their, for their faith. And, or if there is a situation where one really doesn't have access to um, I don't know, ways of taking care of yourself. Those are different kinds of situations where the grace is really, you know, it, it carries you and it's it's such a radical way of, of trust and connection and surrender again. But if I was to, in this situation, be like, okay, 
I am not going to take care of myself. I am going to deny all forms of self-care because that's what that's the way I interpret this verse. Um, that would be a very artificial and again distorted way of trying to live according to the word or do do what we're called to do or uh, to participate in this in this uh, process that we're called to be in it would be so artificial it would be forced it would come from my ego it would come from this uh, again this guilt tripping or this um um self-exaltation you know from a weird place because it's not it's not what I'd be actually called to do. Okay, if that happens, if I'm called to, for example, fast uh, from from whatever thing, whether it's food or or entertainment or whatever. But the more you practice surrender, the more you practice the feminine arts, and the more you understand your role as the feminine pole in polarity of being penetrated, of being in, you know, having this infilling of of joy, of of grace, of goodness, of all of the things, the uh, fruits of the spirit. Um, the 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 more easily it will you will understand that okay when am i doing things out of this fear based ego or when am i actually being called to do something because the vibration is completely different they're not they're not vibrating on a on a similar plane at all it it feels completely different and it's again it's very self obsessed the, the kind of idea that now I'm going to, you know, from, from my ego, I'm going to do all these things. I'm going to deny self-care. I'm not going to take care of myself. And you know that we're not called to live with a spirit of fear, but, but you've been given a sound mind, right? And you're called to be courageous. And again, the sound mind, okay, you're... <laughs> you have a sound mind and you know how to take care of yourself so that you can fill your cup so that you can always be in connection first thing in the morning you're being in connection you are being filled as you as you are this feminine vessel you, you, you this is a daily thing right and and in the in the verse you Jesus also said that okay you're going to deny yourself and take up your cross every single day okay so how do you start your day um, do you start it by by pushing and striving and and doing things out of the ego, out of fear because you're feeling you're missing out or you're behind or you're trying to do things in your own strength and and you're completely exhausted and and it doesn't feel good, but you're trying trying really really hard. <laughs> um, you know exactly what I'm talking about, right? Or are you finding stillness? Are you connecting with God? Are you being filled with all the good stuff so that you can then be a portal, be a conduit of all the goodness for others so that you can serve because you know that it's really hard to serve if your cup, your own cup isn't filled. So you are not called to, you know, go day by day um, with this empty cup that you've chosen yourself out of this egocentric, self-sufficient, religious place of um, misunderstanding. But you are called to live with a full cup of grace, of goodness, of flow, of, 
of of all of the wonderful things of joy of receptivity and these beautiful things abundance right this is how you take up your cross every day is through surrender through putting aside your that's the selfish interests that come from this place of disconnection this place of of not trusting this place of ego of fear of control there really isn't anything i find as disgusting really than the the inauthentic artificial egocentric fear driven place of of keeping your cup empty and sort of like saying no i am not receiving grace today i am going to deny the goodness that can flow in i am not going to take care of myself even though i could even though i have a sound mind to take care of myself to to you know to receive information that supports me my well-being my my physique my health my mental health all these things that can support me i'm going to say no to all of those things because this is how i interpret it and then i'm going to just think about myself how pious i am how um how i'm doing it just the right way how i'm being in this rigid place of judging myself and judging others then as well so you as the vessel you as the temple your body is a temple right you're called to take care of yourself it would make no absolutely no sense to say that you're called to just you know make yourself sick (laughs) it's just what the heck no nor are you called to create these artificial situations of lack or circumstances of lack. Can we, can we just see how stupid that is? How pointless that is? How it's not about true connection of radical love, radical empathy. So I will end by repeating myself. You are meant to sacrifice your fears. You are meant to sacrifice your ego-driven actions. You are meant to sacrifice people-pleasing. You are meant to sacrifice your controlling and manipulating um, tendencies. You are meant to sacrifice this subconscious, unconscious exalting in your past self and brokenness. You are meant to sacrifice your pride and your lack of trust. You are meant to be filled to the brim so that you can overflow with the goodness of God, of grace, of of gentleness, of kindness, of abundance, of prosperity, of, of all these beautiful things every single morning. And there you realize that in the surrender, in the deep surrender, it no longer is about you because you've become a vessel. And this way of living as a vessel is the most liberating kind. I used to misinterpret that also as this way of living that doesn't feel good, that is somehow um, completely out of alignment with my my dreams, my desires, that is a constant like... Um, 
sense of myself, my 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 internal mind bullying me because and reminding me that I'll that I'll never be fulfilled or I'll never find true enjoyment and fulfillment and that ecstatic sensation of being in the vibrant flow and that came from fear that came from my ego that did not come from God okay so every morning you are called to take up your cross the way of surrender the way of being penetrated as the feminine pole by the masculine the highest masculine principle which is God so that you can live a life inspired so that you can take inspired action rather than forced how did I say that forced action so that you can experience true joy so that you can experience true freedom and liberation and love being a woman and taking care of your body as well this is one I wanted to say I hope this made sense I feel like I was rambling quite a bit but there was just a lot that was on my heart and again I don't think this is an exhaustive um, treatment of the subject matter (laughs) but here's what I wanted to say so that you know this episode isn't too long please let me know how this resonates if this raised any questions any um, doubts any like uh, you know further clarifications or even disagreements or something that you would like to talk about I am I am open to have that conversation let me know um, drop in to my dms or send me an email whatever you want I love hearing from you you are why I'm doing this and if you ever have moments where you're doubting okay am I am I sort of out of alignment am I self-obsessed with my fancy self-care routines whatever um you can just you know tune in and ask like am I out of alignment is this in alignment with my calling with my purpose if it is not if it's just you know completely revolving around you and your self-obsession and and how how you're trying to fill in these gaps be- that are rooted in fear then you'll have your answer but you are absolutely called to take care of yourself and to have that infilling of your cup every single morning you're not meant to live with yesterday's bread yesterday's infilling today is a new day and the grace is new right this is what we know from scripture so again it's a uh, it's a beautiful it's one of the most incredible things that we get to learn um when we're following the way right so here's here's my just for for today i hope that you enjoyed this and um please subscribe leave a five-star rating it helps me a lot if you have any suggestions or improvement ideas send them my way because that's the only way i can know all right and i hope that you have a wonderful day Stay blessed and stay in the vibrant flow.
Dreaming